0: Hello again, we're thankful you've returned for another story about the Peters children. This week's story is the second of two parts, a continuation of last week's story, Finn Wells is Moving. In this week's story, Pearson and Penelope's birthday party, we've included a line from a hymn or a hymn title within the story, as we do almost every week. If you recognize it, send your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Last week, Everett of Carrolltown, Texas, was the winner with his answer of Does Jesus Care? from the story, Finn Wells is Moving. Good job, Everett. Last week, I mentioned that Madeline of Concord, California, who was our winner with her answer of Redeemed How I Love to Proclaim It from the story, Mama Peters Melts Down, planned to send in a recording of telling everyone about her favorite Whimsy Wins story. So here is her recording. Hello, my name is Madeline and I'm eight years old and I really enjoy the Peter's Learn to Work because it ha- reminds me of a passage in Ecclesiastes 3 which says a man should rejoice in his toil and it also helps me when I, I have to do something and don't want to do it. I also enjoy I listening to Whimsy Whims because it really it helps me with a lot of their stories. Bye! Thanks Madeline for sharing that Pearson and Penelope Learn to Work is one of your favorites. If any of you listening haven't heard that story yet, make sure to check it out. All of our stories, which we began recording one year ago, can be accessed from our podcasts. Okay, it's time for this week's story, Pearson and Penelope's birthday party. Pearson and Penelope's birthdays, which were three days apart, had been celebrated together with one big birthday bash at the end of the summer. Both birthdays were in September, but they were celebrated in August right before school began because that was a hectic time. This ensured the greatest number of guests and everyone would still be in high spirits as summer, though waning, was still the season. The week of the party, Pearson and Penelope and Mama Peters were busy preparing the house and buying all of the needed supplies. Penelope was in charge of blowing up balloons for the balloon arches. They would have a boy arch with blue and white balloons and a girl arch with pink and purple balloons. Penelope loved that job, particularly because a balloon arch represented a touch of elegance on a budget. Plus, the festive arch was a nice backdrop where pictures of all the birthday guests could be taken. However, many of their annual guests recalled the party for Pearson and Penelope's third and fourth birthday. It was before Penelope was old enough to be responsible to manage the arches. Pearson and Finn Wells, who were best friends, were roughhousing, and before any of the partygoers realized what was happening, the arch had come crashing down. There had been a sequence of pops in rapid succession, and though the arch was saved before every balloon burst, the majority of the arch was gone, and it couldn't be salvaged for pictures, and immediately had melted down. Looking back on that day, she could find the humor in what had happened, and in retrospect, She wondered why it had upset her so much at the time. She smiled at the memory. Because popping balloons is fun. Sort of like popping those airbags that come in packages. Or like stomping on good old-fashioned bubble wrap. Mama Peters always let Pearson and Penelope take away any bubble wrap or balloon packaging to stomp it at their leisure. Aside from the balloon arches, Penelope was also responsible for dusting the house and making cookies for the dessert table. Mama Peters always had a huge cake for Pearson and Penelope. But for those who didn't enjoy cake, she had a smorgasbord of goodies of all kinds. And not only that, but Penelope also had the job of putting together the goodie bags. She enjoyed distributing all of the trinkets that Mama Peters had purchased over the previous weeks leading up to the party. Usually the goodie bags included stamps, fake tattoos, gold coin chocolates, gummy bears, gummy worms, pullback racers, helicopter straws, sidewalk chalk, and nail polish for the girls. Penelope was proud of the swag that Mama Peters so generously provided for every party goer. At the same time, she was slightly concerned that Mama Peters was spending too much money on the party. But Daddy Peters always reminded Penelope and Pearson, who also got a little concerned when he thought too much money was spent, about what 1 Timothy 6.17 in the Bible states, that God lavishly provides and that his provisions should be enjoyed. His constant refrain was, Penelope? Pearson? enjoy what God's given us. Pearson, too, had jobs for the party, which included vacuuming the house, cleaning the bathrooms, and setting up the tables for all of the food. He really enjoyed the jobs because he knew it took a strong boy to handle the tables. And there was a perk to the job of setting up the food. It gave him a chance to sample the food. He felt strongly that he could never get enough jalapeno peppers, which he absolutely loved and Mama Peter's provided an ample supply of jalapeno peppers. So it was that the week of party setup had begun. But it was just a little bit tainted by sadness because the Wells family was moving. Pearson had a tough time putting the move out of his mind throughout the week. God was for sure giving Pearson comfort and strengthening his faith in the process. He was learning that God is sovereign and that all of his ways are perfect. Psalm 1820 was a reminder all week long that God's way is perfect, And that God is a shield to those who take refuge in Him. Pearson was learning more and more what it meant to take refuge in God, and he was growing in his resolve not to allow his thoughts to overwhelm him, but to take them captive and to take refuge in the Lord, trusting that God's plan has a purpose. But still, Pearson felt a certain sadness. And Mama Peters, sensing her son's struggle, had come up with an idea. She would have Pearson help her make a cozy flannel tie quilt that Finn could use for warmth in the colder climate to which he was moving. Pearson, I have some flannels and fleeces in the closet where I keep the sewing supplies. What do you think about choosing two colors and we can make a tie quilt for Finn this week? We can give it to him at the party and it will be something cozy by which he can remember you. Oh, that's a great idea, Mama Peters. So when can we get started? Well, how about after lunch when the twins go down? That sounds like a plan, Mama Peters. All right, that's what we'll do. But in the meantime, Pearson, continue deep cleaning the guest bathroom. Yes, ma'am! Pearson saluted Mama Peters in an exaggerated, militaristic fashion. Pearson set to work cleaning the bathtub. Oddly, it was one of his favorite chores because he could get into the tub without showering and he could take an erasing sponge and work at all the stains with his muscles. He would scrub hard and was so satisfied with the results as he would see the stains almost disappear. However, one of his least favorite jobs... Was to clean the toilet. It was grody. He had to force himself not to think about the yucky stuff that the toilet was used for so that he could dutifully scrub out the bowl with disinfectant. But boy, oh boy, oh boy, that was quite a task. As he scrubbed, he wondered what he should think about in order to avoid thinking about the toilet. And then it dawned on him the ability to force his mind to think about something else was a gift from God. He didn't have to think about the very thing in front of him. He didn't have to focus on the yucky reason for the toilet's existence. He had the profound ability, yes, the true gift, of being able to focus his mind on other things while doing something gross. What became clearer to him as he scrubbed was that he could think about the Lord when he was struggling in his mind. He could pray to the God of the universe while he was scrubbing out poop. He could bring glory to God by the use of his mind. And the same thing was true about missing Finn. He didn't have to wallow in his sadness. He could think about the fun times that they had had together, and then he could think about writing letters to Finn when he was gone, and he could thank the Lord for his kindness to him. Kindness that no one deserves. By the time Pearson had finished thinking through all of these deep thoughts, he was finished with the toilet, and Mama Peters was calling for lunch. Pearson thoroughly scrubbed his hands and walked into the kitchen where he sat next to Patience, one of his toddler twin sisters, who delighted him with her smiles and chatter. Pearson cut up the cantaloupe and cheese for Patience, And Penelope did the same for Priscilla. After Mama Peters prayed and gave thanks for the food, they all chowed down on grilled cheese sandwiches, sliced apples, and carrots. After cleaning up the lunch fixings, Pearson and Mama Peters went to work on Finn's blanket. For the blanket colors, Pearson chose his favorite color of green and Finn's favorite color of blue. Mama Peters cut the fleeces so that they matched in length and width. She followed that by marking on each side of the fabric with a black marker. She dotted every inch at about five inches in. Following her markings, Pearson cut lines up to the points so that there were tabs at every inch. He followed Mama's instructions precisely and knotted the tabs together, pushing the knot neatly, so that there was uniformity along the edges. Mama Peters and Pearson made a great team as they continued knotting together. So Pearson, how you doing about Finn? I'm good, Mama Peters. In fact, when I was cleaning out the stink in the bathroom toilet, I was thinking about how I shouldn't just focus on how sad I was, but I was thinking how I could be happy by, by thinking about happy things. Yeah, it, it's, it's sad that Finn's moving, but I'm choosing not to think about my sadness, just like I don't want to think about the toilet yuck. Wow, that's utterly disgusting, but that's a good way to handle it. It's okay to be sad about sad things for sure, because Finn and his family moving is sad, and we want to acknowledge that for sure. But it's not a good idea to wallow in our sadness. Sometimes we like to wallow because it makes us feel better. And that can morph into feeling sorry for ourselves. And so we need to be careful. It begins to feel good to just wallow in sadness because we're focused on ourselves. That's called introspection. Certainly, we should think about things to a healthy degree. When we brood and we think and think and think about how sad or bad or angry we feel, we're thinking in a morbid way that makes us self-centered instead of Christ-centered. We need to take our thoughts captive instead of listening to ourselves about how sad or mad or angry we are. We should speak to ourselves. The Bible says that God's word is truth and that we're sanctified by it. So we use God's word to listen. And soon you'll find that your heart is changed and focused on the Lord and not yourself. Or the poop, Mama Peters. Yep. Or the, you're right, poop, Pearson. Look, Mama Peters, we're done already and the blanket sure looks great. It does. Wonderful job. Finn is going to absolutely love it. Mama Peters reached over and gave her only son a hug. At the end of the day, Pearson went to bed that night feeling content. God had continued to bring healing to his broken heart and was healing his wounds, just like Psalm 147 3 promised. God's mercies were proving to be new every day, and by focusing on all of the good things that God had brought into his life, his salvation. His family, his friends, a long time of having fun with a loyal buddy like Finn, food and money and lots of fellowship, Pearson was beginning to have a better perspective about Finn's move. He knew that it was still sad, but he didn't have to wallow in his sadness. He could be sad and then turn to the Lord and feel better by pushing thoughts of sadness out of his mind and replacing them with God's words and God's truth. He could tell himself the truth instead of listening to complaints and lies. And he was having success of course it helped that the day of the big party was approaching. When the day before the big party had finally arrived, Pearson and Penelope put up all the decorations, and Mama Peters prepped the last of the food. Daddy Peters arrived home a bit later than usual, but set to work immediately, putting up the awning and canopies outside so that there would be shade in the heat. The whole family plopped into bed that night, exhausted. The next day was Friday. It was party day, and it was as busy as ever. Mama Peters frenetically rushed around the kitchen like a blue-bottomed fly, while Pearson and Penelope helped wherever they could. The twins, Patience and Priscilla, seemed to have no shortage of dirty diapers to change. And though Pearson really did not prefer to change dirty diapers, he felt victorious because he was able to put off his thoughts of yuckiness and think on things that were good and true. Of course, the pesky smell was a little bit harder to ignore. So quite dramatically, Pearson grabbed one of Mama Peters's clothespins and stuck it onto his nose. Pin, will you take the diapers out to the trash? Pearson asked in an exaggerated nasally voice. He was going for a laugh, and Penelope didn't disappoint. <laughs> Pearson, wh- what are you doing? Just cause I gotta blink it don't mean I gotta stink it, Pearson said, laughing. <laughs> oh, Pears, you sound just like Todd. What does that even mean? Well, just because I have to see it doesn't mean I have to smell it, Pearson explained. Gotcha, Piers. But don't you remember you're the one who knows how to plug your nose without plugging it, remember? Oh, yeah, I do. But in this case, I forget. Penelope giggled again (laughs) and picked up the diapers and walked out to the trash can. What's all the frivolity in here? Mama Peters walked in with a potato in one hand and a peeler in the other. She looked at Pearson and began laughing. (laughs) Okay, okay, buster. Nice one. I can see why you'd need it. Pee-ew. is fell. But we've had enough diaper fun, and it's time to get back to work. We have T-minus two hours! Having finished setting up the shade for the backyard, Daddy Peters helped set the food out on the tables and put the ice in the coolers for all of the drinks. For his birthday, Pearson had requested that he be allowed to drink a soda pop, and Daddy and Mama Peters happily obliged. The coolers were stocked with all manner of different flavors of sodas and waters and juice boxes. The tables were all laden with crisp white tablecloths. On each table, there were skewers of mixed melons, bowls of potato salad, chips, deviled eggs, Caesar salad, homemade rolls, baked beans. Guests began to pour into the Peters' backyard, where misters were hung from the awnings, keeping everyone cool in the afternoon heat. The slushy machine was pumping out the slushies faster than Todd could say, Hey, everyone, I'll gush for a mushy slush, which he said on repeat for the next ten minutes to anyone who would listen. Daddy Peters bumped the music, and the whole atmosphere was electric. Pearson and Penelope jumped on the trampoline with the Christoffersons, Todd, and the Wells kids. They were soon joined by a host of cousins. Daddy Peters got in on the fun too. He jumped on the trampoline and double bounced them all until he appeared ready to collapse. All the kids at the party ate their food on the run while the adults ate and mingled together in quiet conversation. As the sun began to go down, Daddy Peters lit a fire in the fire pit and the strung patio lights were switched on. Everyone gathered around to watch Pearson and Penelope open their presents. Pearson received three building block sets, a watch, and a baseball hat. Penelope opened two Little Miss Molly dolls. One had white skin with blonde curly locks, and the other had brown skin with straight black hair. She couldn't decide which one she loved the most. She also received hair chalk with every color of the rainbow, purple nail polish, and a new wallet. Both Pearson and Penelope were filled with joy and gratitude for all that everyone had given them. The party wound down as everyone roasted marshmallows at the fire pit and enjoyed cake and ice cream sundaes. At last, to Pearson and Penelope's sadness, folks began to filter out, commenting on the great fun that they had had and bidding farewell to the Wells family. The Wells family was there to spend the night. The two families talked into the night about the party and all the fun memories they had had together. The Wells family talked about all of the new things that they would do in their new house and all of the family who would be nearby. Pearson took that opportunity to give Finn his new blanket and Mama Peters gave a box of her pomegranate jelly to Mrs. Wells, knowing how much she loved it. Then it was time to shut the day down and say good night. But morning dawned faster than anyone really wanted, because it was goodbye day. Wanting to get an early start, the Wells family was up and at before eight. Mama Peters was already up, preparing a meal of pancakes and bacon and eggs. Both families sat down to what would be their final meal together for a while. After breakfast, They gathered in the living room and all held hands in a circle as Daddy Peters prayed over the Wells family. He couldn't hold back his emotion as he began to pray. Father God, we have anticipated this day for a couple of weeks now, rolling through times that are sadder than some. Losing friends to distance is hard, but we know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that our hearts are knit together because of our fellowship in you. Thank you for all that you have provided for us in your Son. Thank you for the love we have for one another and the love we have for you. Please comfort all of us as we say goodbye, not knowing how long our goodbyes will be. Lord, if it's your will, would you bring us together on earth again? Help us not to lose heart or hope and to know that no matter what, whether in this lifetime or the next, we will see each other again. Cause us to trust you for both of our family's futures. Please help the Wells to serve Grandma Thompson well and help us to serve one another in love and humility. Grow us in grace until we meet again. We love you, God. Amen. Everyone in the room felt the weight of the moment, and they all brushed back tears. Each of the children embraced the other, and no one wanted to let go. Daddy Peters began to sing, Bless be the tie that binds, and everyone lustily joined in. At the end of the song, Finn turned to Pearson. I'm thankful for you, bro. Me too. Have a safe trip. Love you, man, Pearson responded. And with that, the Wells family were loaded into their van and slowly began heading down the road as the Peters waved to them until they were out of sight. Their hearts ached within them. We know that the God of all comfort will comfort us, right, guys? Daddy Peters said more to himself than to anyone else. Tears flowed freely down his cheeks. Oh, Daddy Peters, he will indeed. Mama Peters put her arm around her beloved husband. Pearson chimed in. He will, Daddy Peters. But for now, it's like taking a big fat breath of poop odor. Pearson laughed. (laughs) Oh, it really is. Daddy Peters laughed too. (laughs) He gave a bear hug to Pearson and Penelope, who were wiping their faces. Mama Peters held the twins' hands, and the whole family turned and walked back into the house. This is Grandmom's Corner. I must admit that I was a little sad to learn that Finn and his family would be moving away. I didn't want them to move. But that's real life, isn't it? As I asked last week, have you ever had a friend move away? If you have, then you know how sad it can be. One of my sons and his family hoped to move out of state. And though they're doing what they believe God is leading them to do, it's still sad for all of us. We're also aware of a few Whimsy Friends listeners who have recently moved or are getting ready to move far away. And we understand the sadness of leaving friends and family behind. One time when I was a kid, I had a best friend in the neighborhood. Her family was Dutch. So one summer, they flew to Holland for almost the entire summer. I couldn't wait for her to return. I was looking forward to playing with her again. We were just about six years old. After the family returned to California from Holland, she came over to my house on her bike. She was riding around in my garage, but she didn't speak any English. She spoke Dutch. I felt like I'd lost a good friend and I was really puzzled. Eventually though, she resumed speaking English. As I look back, I think maybe she was just showing off how much of the Dutch language she had learned that summer. And she even taught me how to count in Dutch, which I still remember to this day. Finally, though, one day my family moved from the neighborhood, and it was hard to say goodbye. In those days, we didn't have much technology. But we do today, and the beauty of it is that even if you move away, you can still listen to whimsy winds, and you can still visit your friends and family online. That helps a lot with our sadness of saying goodbye, doesn't it? Remember, when we're sad, we can take that sadness to the Lord. We can tell Him anything and everything. I love what 1 Peter 5, 7 says. Cast all your cares, or your sadness, or your troubles, or your anger on Him. And why? Because He cares for you. There's another passage in Numbers 6, 24-26 from the Bible. This is our desire for all of you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. We continue to pray for all of those who are listening to our podcasts, that the Lord will keep you and to make his face shine on you. And that through this difficult time in the world, he will bring us all hope and joy. The Lord willing, we'll be here next week with another story about the Peters family. Bye for now.